Hello, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's a podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say... Sequels are never better than the originals. Take two, nailed it. No, you don't have to tell them that I forgot to press the key button R. It's okay, it happens. Well, with us today, we have a good friend of ours, Sarah Faith, who does professional photography and videography, and she's a legend, and you gotta follow her on Instagram, and we love her. And hello, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That was such a nice intro. <laughs> yeah, I think I did it better this time than the last and time. And I'm going to so. ask yeah. the same question uh, that I did a couple <laughs> minutes ago. So we're covering Pirates of the Caribbean, duh. And uh. we know, uh, kind of like the beginning of this podcast, we knew that whenever we get to Pirates, we had to have Sarah on, at least one of them. Well, yeah. you, you claimed it early. Like, you, you did, but like I feel like we also knew this about her. So it was like, <laughs> we're doing it. We got to get Sarah on. And now I would, we would like to know why you love pirates so much. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was like back in high school, you know, this movie came out when I think I was like 14. So it was kind of the perfect equ- time. The, like a uh, series that was like sort of the equivalent of like Star Wars. Not that cool. We're not that cool, but um <laughs> You know, like, it was the exciting thing for all of us to go see. And, like, I had a huge group of friends that was obsessed with pirates. And it was, like, back in the day before you could order tickets online. So we would, like, line up, like, schools out, head to the movie theater, like, hours and hours and hours early. (laughs) Like, people would dress up. It was, like, a whole thing. And I think that's why, like, it holds such a dear place in my heart. It's kind of that, like, little nostalgia heartstring. Like, it just reminds me of... Of, like hanging out with my best friends from high school and just like yeah. having a good time, you know? That is so wonderful. Yeah. I know for for me and probably similar for you, Micah, because we're the same age, yeah. uh, 2003, this movie comes out. And I remember I saw it in theaters, but this is also when Lord of the Rings came out, totally. uh, Return of the King. Yes. So it's like when Lord of the Rings came out, that's when I became obsessed with things. Yeah. So like, yeah, so like when Pirates came out, it was like, okay, this is the next thing. Totally. Although this did come out before Return of the King. But it, in the but year. it's within the yeah. the yeah. Lord of the Rings right. stuff. Same so thing. So it's like perfect time. Yeah, like me and my sister would go my sister was obsessed with Orlando Bloom, so we would go see anything and everything that had him in it. <laughs> so it was kind of the same thing. It was like I have really good memories of hanging out with my sister and like I know you guys are gonna give me crap for this, but I'm not the hugest Lord of the Rings fan, but like you know, the experience was awesome. It, so it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. You can you can have that opinion. It's I okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I can be I wrong. If, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've said it. I could have said it during Lord of the Rings, but um, my aunt bought me a poster of Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I think around-ish this time, maybe a, a year or two after this. You'd been like nine or ten. Well, okay. I was probably a little bit older because that's uh-huh. kind of weird. Because it was like a like a really cute picture of him like you know like laying down like <laughs> like head propped on his hand like oh my really gosh. cute. oh yeah. i always thought it was a legolas photo no, it, was got you. it was like a model photo, photo shoot <laughs> and i was so embarrassed that because, is so funny yeah i just like didn't have i, I just like didn't have a crush on him and then uh-huh. it was also the age where i was really embarrassed by anyone who would think that i would like like oh yeah yeah like yeah, like, like oh you like a boy yeah okay yeah that's funny and Cooties, i, I just hid it in my closet that's until i funny. threw it away years later <laughs> <laughs> see my sister was like into the legolas 
Orlando Bloom. Like she was into okay. the elf ears, into the blonde hair. Like, and I was like, really? <laughs> but to each their own. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it was Lord of the Rings when it took me years to realize this, but my first crush was Sam from Lord of the Rings. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I totally had a crush on him. Yeah, I can see that. See, but well, I think it's because I admired him so much. Totally, I yeah, I'm much more into like characters than the actor yes. themselves. Like, yes. you know, I'm like so obsessed with a specific character. Like for pirates, I'm so into Jack Sparrow, but I'm like, it's not like I'm uh, hanging up posters of Johnny Depp on my wall or anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, totally. But I'm like, ooh, like he's kind of emo in a pirate way. I'm into that. You know. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's you so know. true, though. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know if I said this, but I remember my aunt Ruth. Uh, mm-hmm. She used to live with us, like in a in a trailer outside of our house. Okay. And um and she you know she'd come in like watch movies with us stuff like that. And we were watching Lord of the Rings, and she looked at the poster and she pointed to Viggo Mortensen, and she was like, "Whoo!" or something <laughs> like that. But I was young enough that I was like, what the heck? Like, that is so weird. No, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Vigo had it going on for, like, middle-aged ladies, though. My mom said the same thing. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's so funny. I don't know what it was, but. But this, I think this movie for um, people our age is probably, well, probably, like, the you know, I think you're four years older than us. That that Uh age range, this movie is probably pretty formidable for, or formidable yeah for yeah. a lot of um yeah a lot totally. of especially teenage girls i would imagine and oh, sure. totally yeah. it was like that and harry potter but like when harry potter came out i was like about the same age as those kids in the movies right. so i was more like growing up with them rather than just like crushing or like totally you know? and i wasn't going to those <laughs> movies like by myself yet you know so uh-huh. this was like the first one that i was like yeah let's do it you know <laughs> yeah that's so cool yeah well so my my f- I got to I you know as we do with with the first movie I want to I want to break down my experience with it. Do it. So I saw it in theaters. I don't remember exactly how it broke down, but I think this was like a family theater night and I think we saw it like two maybe three times in theaters. Oh you did? wow. Like as a kid? Like all four of us were crazy about it. Mom included. Okay. Cool. My mom Your was Your mom liked it? Oh yeah, That's she cool. loved it. And um <laughs> And uh, I think at some point, I think we were up with my family up north and we I think we had, we were like, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it with my cousin Christy as well. So it was like it, and it was the kind of thing where I think my parents and we'd seen the trailers, but they'd been reading reviews and hearing from other people about this movie that was so good. And uh-huh. when, then we went and saw it. And then when we went up north to visit family it was like oh we got to go see that movie it's still playing in theaters <laughs> oh my and gosh. so we were crazy about it yeah, we yeah. loved it i think that christmas i think we got it for christmas like a you know a dvd oh, and we watched fun. it all the time yeah so yeah. this was like in the heavy rotation with you know like two towers and this movie totally. and yeah so i know i told you this last night micah but when i was a kid too so Disneyland was like my Martinez family vacation spot. We yes. went there like almost every summer. And um this is going to sound so such like a brat thing to say, but when I was a kid, there was like one summer we did not go. And uh-huh. that was the one <laughs> summer the cast of Pirates of the Caribbean paraded through Disneyland. Oh and no. And I was watching it on Disney 365 like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So pissed cuz it was the, the like time that we would have been there. Oh my gosh, I was so mad. 
And that was so the worst mad. summer of your life. <laughs> it really was. Because I was like, we could see Johnny Depp. We oh could see Legolas. Oh, gosh. That's funny. That is so you, funny. You remember the last time we were in Disneyland and they had the, the Jack Sparrow walking around? Oh, yeah. He's great. He was good. Yeah, uh-huh. he And is he was like really all drunk and stuff and yeah. like talking to people and getting pictures and drinking like rum, which is such yes. a funny look for Disney. Totally. It is. But, yeah. but it works. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love it. Yeah, so let's let's dive into who made this movie, okay? So the movie is directed by Gore Verbinski. Mm-hmm. And before this movie, he'd made three other movies. He made Mouse Hunt. He did? He made Mouse Hunt. I don't Hunt, even yes. know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's so cute. I, don't, I doubt it's good today. I bet. Well, I, <laughs> since he made it, I'm kind of like, actually, that movie probably is good. Like, I'd yeah. love to rewatch it. Uh, then he made The Mexican, which I don't know much about. Slash anything. And mm-hmm. then before this, he made The Ring. The American oh, Ring. Guy. I love The yeah. Ring. I've not seen Me it. Me neither. What? Oh my gosh. As tur- as far as horror goes, like highly recommend The Ring. We I it's just when I when it came out, I was too young to watch it. Totally. And then by the time I was old enough, I just forgot that it existed. So it's yeah. like that's my only excuse for not having seen it yet. Oh my gosh, watch it. But we it. gotta watch it. Yeah, they're all and, and good. We'll, oh sorry. No, go yeah. good. We, we will we will continue to be talking about Gore Verbinski because he will direct the next two movies as well. But oh. um, one of my favorites of his is Rango. That is an unbelievable movie, which we rewatched earlier this year. Really, okay. really good. Yeah, it's an animated movie, and yeah. it's like Johnny Depp is a lizard, and, right. uh, and he's like a cowboy. Uh huh. It rules. <laughs> it's awesome. it is such a great movie. Yeah, okay. it feels very Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, then we have the screenplay by Ted Elliott, who did the screenplay to the original Aladdin, The Mask of Zorro, Small Soldiers, Road to El Dorado, Shrek, National Treasure, both. But in the first one, he's not credited. And then oh, Terry okay. Rossio, who is his writing partner. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's so they, a lot of they, great movies. They've mm-hmm. done a lot of, they, they formed a lot of our childhood. Yeah. <laughs> um, the story is by the same two guys, plus Stuart Beatty, who did Joey, the kangaroo. No, that's Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Joey is another movie that I watched about a kangaroo oh, that I've I like. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never heard of it. I wonder if it. it's any good. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stuart also wrote Collateral, the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Australia, the Hugh Jackman movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Okay. Then we have one more story person, and that is Jay Walpert, who did The Count of Monte Cristo with Guy Pierce, and was a, this is crazy, he was a contestant on Jeopardy in 1969, and from that he began producing game shows. From his winnings ah. from the show? I don't know if it's from his winnings, it's just like at some point he started producing game shows, and then he, you know, wrote The Count of Monte Cristo, and... <laughs> that is so <laughs> random, but so cool. That is Good cool. for him. <laughs> And then this movie gets to go in the rare echelon of movies that gets a a, a credit that says based on Walt Disney's The Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. I which know. is pretty cool. I yeah. love it. I was reading too. Do you guys ever look at the trivia in IMDb? Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I'm at all day, every day when I'm watching <laughs> a movie. And I was reading like they actually did the premiere at Disneyland and it was the first uh, premiere that Disney had, or anyone had ever done at Disneyland, which I thought was really cool. Like, you know, paying That's homage awesome. to where it all started. 
Yeah, I love that. I I was the other day when I was really sick and couldn't do anything else, started watching the Imagineering documentary. Oh my gosh, um, I love that documentary. Yeah, I had not watched it yet. And I think it was just on the first episode, they did, went over some of the Pirates ride. Uh-huh. And oh my gosh, the nostalgia I felt just looking at all of the animatronic things. And it's like, yes. they look incredible. They look <laughs> incredible. And as a kid on the ride, I've always wanted nothing more but to get off the boat. Yes. and walk around yeah right you're like i want to be in this world for real <laughs> yes. when yes. of course it would just be one of the most terrifying things if it was real <laughs> oh totally and then you'd like see behind the curtain and you'd be like oh this is so lame <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know and like take all the magic out of it yeah totally they do such a great job in this movie of recreating the feeling of that ride without yes. it being really annoying Yes, uh-huh. I took notes because I was like so excited about that. Even from like the beginning, where it kind of starts out like eerie, and then she's just like yo ho, you know. Like I was like, yeah. I feel like I'm on this ride, and I'm about to go down that first drop, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, particularly the the town full of um debauchery and yes. the brothel and stuff. I feel totally. like they recreated that really, really well. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was so good. But. but of course, my favorite is the dog. The dog with the keys. Yes. That's yeah. That is a slam dunk moment in the movie. Yeah, really is. for but, sure. Well, let's keep going here. Um, the music is by Klaus Bedelt, who has done the music for Catwoman, Constantine, Miami Vice, Rescue Dawn, and he also did some work on Prince of Egypt, amongst mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinematography, which was superb, might I add, yeah, uh, was by Darius D A R I U S. Z. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Our good boy Darius. <laughs> Darius. Um, Wolski, who also did the cinematography for Dark City, The Mexican, um, the first four Pirates of the Caribbean, cool. Prometheus, okay. The Martian, and a Jordan favorite, Sweeney Todd. Ah. Ooh, yeah. Fun. And then the movie comes out July 9th, 2003. The budget of the movie is $140 million. Wow. Big wow. risk on Disney's that part. That is a huge mm-hmm. risk. This is before Disney is ruling the world. So this is a risky movie, which yeah. we'll get into in my notes here. Um, domestically, though, the movie makes $305 million, and worldwide it makes $654 million. Nice. Wow. It's a hit. Yeah, not a bad Stamp. paycheck. <laughs> nope. Not bad. <laughs> and that's almost 20 years ago. So that money... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's big. That's big. So Disney has Jay Walpert write a script based on the ride in 2001. And in this script, it had Will Turner as a prison guard who releases Sparrow to rescue Elizabeth from Blackheart. Okay. Hmm. So there was that. Okay. Then originally Disney was not sure whether they wanted to make this a direct-to-video movie or a theatrical movie. Huh. Which, talk about a what-if scenario I know. to yeah, think about. Seriously. That would be so weird. And then they thought um, if they were going to do it theatrically, they wanted to have McConaughey play Jack Sparrow. What? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, read, I read in the trivia, like, McConaughey, they were talking Christopher Walken at some point. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I was like, I cannot picture no. anyone else in this movie. It's no. crazy. Well, because yeah. if, if it was going to go straight to video, they wanted to have Christopher Walken or Carrie Elways. I don't know hey, who Christopher that is. Christopher Walken or Carrie. Oh, oh, from The Princess Bride? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, as okay. Jack Sparrow? Yes. Okay, I can see him more than Christopher Walken. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Also, how can Matthew McConaughey be in a role where he doesn't have a southern accent? Right. Yeah, that would be so weird. <laughs> it wouldn't work. Yeah. I it, love the guy, but... No, I oh, yeah. can't see him as that at all. No. No. So then uh, Stuart Beatty was called in to rewrite the script in March 2002 because of his knowledge of piracy. Oh. Cool. Um, and then later that month, Elliot and Rocio suggest making a supernatural curse as described in the ride. Cool. And then in May 2002, Gore Verbinski signs on to direct. And they also considered... Uh, and I don't always like to go down this rabbit hole because at a certain point, I think they, especially on IMDb, sometimes you'll see this list of mm-hmm. 30 actors for a role and you go, are they just putting people that someone like coughed their name yeah, <laughs> and totally. they never actually contacted them? Yeah. But they did want to get Jim Carrey for Jack Sparrow, but it uh-huh. conflicted with his filming of Bruce Almighty. Okay. That would have been a much zanier movie. It <laughs> no, <wouldn't> have... totally. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like think... Ace Ventura on a boat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's like if you did the VOD or the the sorry straight to video, maybe mm-hmm. do Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just but he's too big at funny. this point to do something straight to video. No, I know, I know, but you know what I mean, like to do something so funny. Yeah. Totally. Um. So then Michael Eisner, who is the um, CEO uh, yeah. of Disney at this time, he attempts to shut down production why because country bears had come out and was a huge (laughs) failure and that is also based on a ride yeah right so to him he's thinking this is riding on the wall some of that movie like when we first got disney plus yeah it's pretty wild it's i watched it when i was younger me too and i think i liked it as a kid but also (laughs) i was a kid (laughs) <laughs> it's just like going to Chuck E. Cheese and seeing like everything really fall is. apart. It's actually pretty scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Um. So he attempts to shut it down, and then Gore Verbinski told his concept artist to just keep working on the movie, and convinces Eisner to come visit set. And He's Eisner how cool visits, it is. and he goes, "Okay, keep doing this. This is cool." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Eisner asked, "Why does it have to cost so much?" And then Jerry Bruckheimer, who's a, a producer on the movie as well, said, your competition is spending $150 million, referring to franchises like The Lord of the Rings and The Matrix. Right. Eisner concurred, but with the stigma attached to theme park adaptions, Eisner requested Verbinski and Bruckheimer remove some of the more overt references to the ride, such as a scene where Sparrow and Turner enter the cave via a waterfall. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's just funny hearing... This is kind of before, I think, this is uh, maybe 10 years before nerd culture completely overtakes movies. Mm -hmm. Right. Because no way would someone say that now. They'd go, no, as many references as possible. Basically, just make the exact ride. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously, I would have loved that. And that's kind of surprising to me because, like, Country Bears, I can see how people wouldn't be, like, super stoked on. But, like, Pirates Mm -hmm. of the Caribbean is, like, one of the most classic rides. Like, I do not go to Disneyland without being on that ride, you know? Oh, no, you got to. Yeah. It is interesting when we were watching this, though. I I did feel like because of the Internet and of people trolling the Internet, I don't know if this movie would have been as good. Like, I think it would have been a completely different movie if it was released today because of people crapping on it and like all of the pressure people put on a movie these days. So I'm like so thankful that this movie came out in 2003, like before 
Reddit yeah. really became a thing and like <laughs> right. Twitter became a thing. Well, and they had that like Jungle Cruise movie coming out and I'm like, oh, I yes. love Jungle Cruise the ride. But I'm like, I can already feel like that movie's going to be like, OK, but I'm not going to love it. Yeah, right, I kind of right. feel the same yeah. way. I mean, if he if it's The Rock, right? Yeah. Right. If he's not just giving bad joke one liners the whole time, it's not going to be funny because that's no. what the right he, he is yeah. in the trailer. I mean, yeah, but I feel like it's one of those things where they put all the hits in the trailer and you're yeah. like, oh, Absolutely. yeah, we're on the ride. But then like everything in between, you're going to be like, OK, I get it. They're like going down a river, <laughs> you know, <Yep>. like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, it'll be awesome when we get to see it in 2025 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they prove me wrong, you know. <laughs> but um yeah i i was thinking about this um this movie is so steeped in period piece and folklore yeah and it kind of has a tinge of indiana jones action energy to it absolutely yeah, yeah. and i think if they made it today and i'm not talking about sequels but making a new franchise today i think it would be much more superhero formula. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels like every movie we watch that's an action movie mm-hmm. that's in the PG 13 realm mm-hmm. is basically has the same feel as every Marvel movie you see. Totally. I actually, I think it's cool that they had the pressure of Lord of the, like they knew that they had the pressure of Lord of the Rings and the matrix. Yeah. They were up against that when today, when someone makes a movie, their, their pressure is literally everything. So they just kind of make a cookie cutter thing. But back in 2003, I feel like it really pushed them to make something that's so different than those things. Yeah. And that's the, that's the strength of the movie. And I think that's why, because spoiler alert audience, this movie holds up like crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It was such a joy to watch last night. Yeah. Um, but I'm not done with my notes. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot. It's interesting, right? It's been interesting so far. (laughs) So um, Ted Elliott, one of the writers, was allegedly writing a George Lucas-produced animated film adaption of a video game, The Curse of Monkey Island, which was canceled before its official announcement three years prior to the release of The Curse of the Black Pearl. This film was allegedly in production at ILM before being canceled. And then Ron Gilbert, the creator of Monkey Island has jokingly expressed a bitterness towards Pirates of the Caribbean, specifically the second film, for its similarities to his game. Gilbert has also stated that On Stranger Tides, a novel by Tim Powers, which was adapted into the fourth film, was the principal source of inspiration for his video game. So we have a weird cyclical... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Someone out there is probably appreciating that note I just said. I hope so. <laughs> um, the prosthetic eye... Yeah. Was two different types of contacts. One uh, that looks like it's protruding. Pretty cool. They have contacts like that? Yeah. That would be so uncomfortable. Yeah. I know. And then um, Elliot and Rocio were on set making changes as they were filming Uh to the script, which is not always uh, the best thing. Not always the best. And I was under the assumption, I thought that Hans Zimmer did the score to this movie. I did too. And I think he does the score to one of the movies or two of them, but he did not do the score to this, but he was the music producer. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why you feel that because he's touched the score in some way. Well, I, I think it might be one of those things where Hans Zimmer is so famous that it's just overshadowed that he, cause I think Uh he did the score to either the next movie or at world's end. Okay. Okay. And so I think people just go, Oh yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. Like I did. Yeah. He did the first three movies. That's what I just assumed, but Uh he didn't. As we talked about. Interesting. Um, and then 
Urbinski oversaw the score with Bedelt and Zimmer, who got 15 composers to finish it quickly. So they were like cramming this out. Yeah. Um, The teaser was attached to two towers. Nice. Uh Perfect. That's the audience you want. This is the first (laughs) PG-13 Walt Disney Pictures movie. Another risk. Another risk. Yeah. Um, They had released things under their other production companies, but not Mm -hmm. under the brand of Walt Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they were going to do this other title for the movie. I, I think it was just, oh man, I, I didn't do this note very well. I'm I read that. No, I read oh, that you, one. Do you have it? Yeah. So it was like, they were just going to call it Pirates of the Caribbean, but then they added Curse of the Black Pearl at the end in case it did well to make it sound more like a series. Thank <laughs> finally <Yes>. someone <laughs> did something like that. Like right? in case instead of like Pirates of the Caribbean, then the next movie comes up Pirates of the Caribbean two. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. John Wick one, John yeah. Wick chapter two. <laughs> it's it's just it's like I I appreciate it because I feel like they they knew that they were working on something really big. Totally. What's funny though is Verbinski did not like that they did that. Yeah. So oh. he requested that at least on the posters the Black Pearl be really small. I mean that's okay. fine. I yeah. get it. Yeah, totally. And and he also said he did he didn't like the title because the Aztec gold rather than the ship was cursed. So he thought fundamentally uh, the Black Pearl is not cursed. Okay. I get that. Yeah, I yeah. get that. I but read whatever. in I can't remember what other language it was. Maybe French. It translates to Curse of the Caribbean. So that kind of oh, makes like more that. sense. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think Curse of the Black Pearl, just being pirate's life in general, is cursed, right. even though it is the life for me, frankly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the last thing I'm going to say is this movie um, was expected to be a huge flop because pirates were not in, and mm-hmm. Johnny Depp was not like a leading man. Right. So this is a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done a bunch of indie movies, basically, uh-huh. and yeah. you know some Tim Burtons and stuff, but he was not a box office draw. Uh-huh. Right. It's and weird to think that, that there was a time. I know. Yes. <laughs> That's so weird. But he uh, he was nominated for Best Actor for this movie. Oh, Very wow. Cool. And he lost to Sean Penn, who won for Mystic River, which is a great performance. Okay. Uh-huh. I think with the gift of hindsight, I think I give the win to Johnny Depp. Yeah. He's never... This was the first time he was nominated. Uh, the other t- two times were Sweeney Todd and Leaving Neverland. And he's uh, never won an Oscar. That's a good movie. Oh, and really? I think he probably never will. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's a Leo DiCaprio situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah. like, okay, finally, here yeah. it is. That's but, you know, the movie won Best Makeup, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, Best Visual Effects. Or no, it was nominated for all those, but it didn't oh, okay. win anything. I'm sorry. Well, that was, gotcha. yeah. I mean, that was the Return of the King year. Yeah, so, so Return of the King No sweeps. one won anything. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll go through actors. There are a lot, uh, but we have covered Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp already in past series. Um, so we have Kira Knightley. Um, she is in Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, Imitation Game. She's in the uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. If I you remember, she is? remember she's like in the trailer. She's got a lot of weird makeup oh. on. Oh okay. yeah. She's also in Colette and Everest. And then Jeffrey Rush, who plays Barbosa, he's in King's Speech, which he won an award for that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think he did, but I'll double check. Uh, but yeah, he's also in Shakespeare in Love, Final Portrait, Gods of Egypt, The Book Thief. He's Munich. unbelievable in this movie. He's yes. so you, you, good. 
He is so hammy in all the ways you want a movie performance yes. to be hammy like this. Yeah. 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 When, when he does the line where he goes, he goes, um, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Swan or yes. Miss Turner. You're in one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Iconic. I, I love how like the whole movie too, he just wants to eat a damn apple and like. I know. You know? All he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then Jack Davenport, who plays the Commodore, uh, like the general guy. Oh, uh-huh. that's engaged to Miss Swan. Yeah, he uh-huh. had very big Snape vibes to me in a really good way. Like specifically oh. Snape, but also just Alan Rickman. Yeah, he's his he voice very... kind of sounded like Alan Rickman. Yeah, but he was like a hard ass like Snape. Yeah. I loved uh-huh. it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm putting explicit on this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in the talented Mr. Ripley, The Morning Show, The Tank, The Stolen, and a lot of TV. Cool. Okay. And Jonathan Jonathan Price, who plays the governor. Uh, and uh, Elizabeth's dad. He is in Terry Gilliam's Brazil. He's also in the the two popes, the wife, but he was the husband. Mm. He's also in Taboo, the Tom I Hardy hope they show do a spinoff movie of the wife called the husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's also in 007 Tomorrow Never Dies. That's a Pierce cool. Brosnan yeah time. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then Lee Ehrenberg. Um, he's so you have the two funny guys, two funny yeah. pirates. He's mm-hmm. the bald one. Okay. okay. So he's in Waterworld and um, Once Upon a Time, the show. Oh, the, I the could see him really show. doing great in that. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a ton of other stuff, too. He's unbelievable in this movie. He, him and Mackenzie Crook, who I'm about to talk about, were my favorite. Yeah, they're yeah. so I first good saw together. It. Yeah. So Mackenzie Crook, is in, he's the one with the eye. Yeah. The fake guy. Uh Watership Down, Christopher Robin. He's he plays Dwight in the UK office. Yes. <laughs> what is his real name in that show? Garth, Gar- I think. Gareth or Gareth. Gareth, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also in Muppets Most, Most Wanted and Game of Thrones. Cool. And then Kevin McNally, uh, he is Gibbs. He plays Gibbs. The uh-huh. guy with like the mutton chops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he's in the Crown. You really got me in a ton of TV. And then I also wanted to point out Isaac C. Singleton Jr., who plays the character's name is Bo Sun. He's the really big guy with like the cool like body art. Oh, oh yeah. Like, who hands him the umbrellas at the end? Yeah. Yes. He's just got so much screen time, and he was great. Yeah, he. Ruled. Um, he's in Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton movie. Oh. Cool. He's also in Anger Management, Mandalorian, and then a ton of video game stuff. Cool. cool. He's got a cool career. Now I'm going to double check on Jeffrey Rush, but we can move forward. So, Sarah, did you have the same moment as us when they pick out the crew and you saw Zoe Saldana that you started, you went, what? Well, okay. So I read the whole like IMDb trivia and stuff before. And as, <laughs> oh, okay. as soon as I saw her name, I was like, huh? Like, because to me, she's so like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know? Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I do not remember her in this movie at all. And I was surprised after watching it that she was in like so much. I think she was in only a couple scenes, but I was expecting her to just be like quick in and out, you know? Um, it was nuts. And yeah. what was crazier, and I don't know how much our audience pays attention to billing, mm-hmm. but the the movie went, it went, um, what did it do? Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush. It's at this is at the very end of the movie. It says the title. Then it goes Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, um, a couple of other actors, Jack Davenport, and then Zoe Saldana got the last single billing before it switched to two billings. Oh, yeah. really? And I thought, what the heck? Good for her, yeah, man. I know she can get it. Yeah. Uh, I, 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I read, too, in the trivia that she almost, like, quit acting after this movie because of, um, you know, on set, it's very, like, hierarchy. And she was just, Mm -hmm. like, sick of being treated as, like, a lower on the call list actor. Whoa. So she almost quit acting after that. So thankfully she didn't. She knows her worth, I swear. Yes, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, She's totally. Good. And she was great in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Jeffrey Rush did not win for King's Speech. Was he, he nominated? Was nominated. Uh, okay. He okay. did win Best Actor in a movie called Shine that I've never seen. Shine? Oh. I've never even heard of that. Me it's neither. A, it's is, that the, a, is that a Newsboys movie? No. <laughs> it's about a, a pianist. Pianist? Uh, pianist, yeah. Okay. He who has like a breakdown. Oh, oh Okay. And then the, people wonder what he got, and they wish that they were not on the outside looking bored. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> getting into the movie. Well, okay, so before we, I mean, we have to unpack Johnny Depp's performance, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's kind of weird watching this movie now in a way because he's played this role so many times, and it's been parodied so much that you kind of forget how electric it was. Yeah. Right. I, I tried to get in the headspace, but I had to kind of fight my better self a few times and go, no, this was kind of a, a revolutionary performance in a lot of ways. Yeah. Totally. And it's amazing. But but there is a weird, um, I, I guess since it's been done, to, it's been beaten to death mm-hmm. that it's, you have to remember how incredible it was to go to the theaters and see someone make those weird decisions yeah. he made. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who is like, I mean, you just assume is drunk all the time. Yeah. For like yeah. It, him to be something, someone that kids love. Yes, <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> it's really weird to think about, but uh-huh. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and and it's it's one of those rare times where. Um, I don't know when you watch like today we were watching planes, trains and automobiles and I'm watching John Candy's performance and I'm going, I don't really even care who won this year. He should have got an Oscar for this performance, Uh Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a comedy. So, you know, those don't get nominated that much or that often. And this is one of those times where you're looking and you go, way to go, Academy, to nominate such a weird performance. Totally. That's not. It's undeniable. Someone pretending they're like a historical person or something like that. Yeah. Totally. You know. Yeah. It is like, yeah, it's just such an electric performance. I don't know. Like, what more can you say other than I, I just I remember being a kid and watching Disney Channel and it was like it probably was another Disney 365 thing, but <laughs> they were showing like how they applied all the makeup to Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yes. And I that was so fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. Down to like the teeth. No, I was like oh, how wow. they did that. Yeah, I was reading too. I guess his dentist got a credit in the movie for his work on yes, Johnny Depp's re- teeth. No, I remember yes. that. That's true. Yeah, that's cool. Because I, I, yeah, because I think, I think like when he got casted for this, I mean, he just put as everyone knows, which is part of the joke. But like, this is like part of his identity now. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's not just because he just did a really good job and he can't escape it. I don't. He doesn't want to escape it. No. I mean, I remember hearing, and I don't know if this is actually true, but that Johnny Depp will always make a pirates movie. Yeah, I heard that too. Like he would love to play that character until oh. the day he dies. You know. Yeah. So I, and I think as long as they admirable. keep making them, he'll just keep being in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
if they fired him off of Fantastic Beasts, I don't know that they're going to hire him for another movie. Right. So, well, yeah, we'll that see what happens. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the movie begins. There's this little girl. It's foggy. And she's singing Yo Ho Yo Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Mm-hmm. And it sets the tone immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, you see like that burned up ship. And, and that's see, they rescue Will Turner. Will Turner. And, and already, you know, they're talking about, what, what, you know, the sea folklore and stuff. And yeah. it's, it's bad luck to talk about pirates on a ship. And yeah. And she finds the medallion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, so that's how we're introduced to kind of their two characters. The next scene, um, she's now grown up. Yeah. I think it's interesting that uh, the Commodore, I need to look up his name, but like, he is it's the same actor who's playing him in a flat like in the past yeah. yeah it just shows you like his he must be like 15 years older yeah that was Elizabeth. a little creepy to me <laughs> but i'm like well, I, that probably say, just happened though she did say um in the movie um i think in the next scene when she sees will turner she says i always re- how could i forget that night eight years ago right but I yeah mean, i mean i'm assuming she's supposed to be really young you know like, like 16 17 18 something like that totally probably Totally. Which, you know, for the time. Yeah, I, oh, for sure. Norrington <laughs> is his name. Okay. Norrington. But yeah. But something I forgot how much I loved in this movie, like the sets and the costumes and stuff. I mean, it's uh-huh. really committed. The costumes yes. are just so incredible. They're so it's, good. It's really insane. Yeah. It's wild to look back at the early 2000s and know that they they made pirates the matrix um lord of the rings and they were also making a a new prequel of star wars movies Uh all within five or six years they were making all of these movies Uh uh-huh what a a great time time to be a a fan of fantasy yeah (laughs) yeah that's so true (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing but um yeah so then we get the jack sparrow intro Mm -hmm. which i think is one of the great character intros of all time yep on his sinking boat sinking boat music swells he just walks onto the deck and he just talks to that guy and Uh and just steals his stuff yeah and then he's just so confident that he just thinks he's gonna walk onto a boat and take it away yeah is that when he's talking to the those um, two two british guys Uh yeah Uh, another thing they nail the british smug all these actors are just this is a movie too where all of the extras are really good yes no no one does it no one gives a bad performance everyone's giving it their all uh-huh yeah so yeah when he when he's talking to them that i those two guys specifically in my memory as a kid i just always thought they were so funny yeah especially how jack sparrow confused them to yes. get onto the boat I was <laughs> like oh you're so stupid <laughs> <laughs> well i i like how much business they give everybody uh-huh you know every character's interesting and fun in their own way there aren't really any unlikable characters. No. You just kind of dig whoever's on screen at that time. Yeah. And even um, the general, you know, he's a he's a hard ass and uh-huh. he's he's kind of a jerk, but he's just so committed to that por- performance mm-hmm. that it's just so fun to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's also within this time. So we see an older Elizabeth um and they're getting ready for some kind of ceremony so they're putting her in the corset which looks so painful yeah um and then she oh well also it shows her waking up from that dream and she gets the medallion so she's like wearing it now yeah Yeah. um 
But then we also are introduced to Orlando, who was a blacksmith yeah. who made a sword for Norrington. Oh, they're like swearing him in. That's what the whole ceremony is for. Uh-huh. Um, but you can tell like uh, Jonathan Price like compliments the blacksmith, not Orlando, even yeah. though Orlando's the one who does everything. So right. he's like this orphan who, because he's an orphan, no one actually like thinks that he can do anything, which is kind of the stigma back then. Uh-huh. When he is super accomplished in all of these things. Yeah. Obviously. Now, <laughs> Sarah, is is Bootstrap Bill ever in the series? I can't remember. Yeah. Isn't he, like, later on, he's, like, all crusty or something, like he's been at the bottom of the ocean or something? Or am I thinking yeah. of a totally oh. different person? No, because isn't doesn't he have something to do with the dead man's chest yeah. in the next movie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. I think it's been a really long time since I've watched like the whole series, but I'm pretty sure at some point he does come back and like has some moments with Will. Oh, but I, I think could... that is the next movie. Yeah. Okay. Because in, in this, they say they, oh yeah, they put him at the bottom of the ocean and he's in Davy Jones' locker. Yeah. And in the next movie, there's Davy Jones and right. I think they do something with his heart to bring yes. his dad back or something. That sounds oh. familiar. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I know. I I remember, which we'll get into on the third movie, I remember hating the third movie so much. Yeah. But I'm oh. ready to... I am I am ready to give it a fresh take because <laughs> if nothing else, it is a gonzo movie. And I do like, even if a movie doesn't work, for it at least to go balls to the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... I'm ready to give it a try. Th- I mean, obviously, this movie is very nostalgic for me. Um uh-huh. But it did, like, just remind me, like, I just love nautical folklore. So it's like, I think we'll get to a point in the series where I'll get fatigue as usual. Yeah. But if they just keep the folklore interesting, that's going to hold my attention at least throughout the movie. Right. Yeah. But And there are some things, because I've not seen the last two movies. This will be my first time. And Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) There are some things... Like, I know there are mermaids in the fourth movie, and I remember thinking, oh, brother, there's mermaids. And now, re-watching this, I go, that's pretty cool that there's mermaids <laughs> in one of them. I'm kind of excited to see that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, our thing, we always try to give the movie a new chance when we take it on for the podcast. Micah's better than me, but sure. <laughs> Although I almost gave up in Terminator, but the last movie was so good, it redeemed itself. Yep. So, but... um. Yeah, so, you know, Elizabeth has her corset on, and she falls off the ledge because she she can't breathe, yep. and that's when Johnny Depp saves her. And previous to that, Norrington proposed to her. Okay, so when the medallion touches the water, that's when it, like, sends out that beacon. That shockwave, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So is that communicating to the pirates? I never thought of that. Oh, I just yeah, thought I think it was it's a like... power. Oh, what? I just thought it was kind of showing that it's a power and it's a weird thing. But you're, you're oh, thinking to me it, it was lets like, the pirates know. Yeah, it's like, oh, come in this direction. Oh, yeah, because then they attack in like the next scene. Right. Yeah, you're right. Because I, I imagine, too, it's kind of like... <laughs> I've um, never put that together. It's kind of like the ring. Like it, <laughs> it wants to be given back to the place where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. So it's like a beacon to the people who are responsible for it being gone to put it, to come get it and put it back where it needs to go. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe I'm reading into it. No, too no, much, I think I think you're no, right. That's cool. I think that was the intention. Cool. I, that makes it cooler to me. I just I just thought it was a thing they added to kind of go, oh, whoa, <laughs> spooky. <laughs> For having seen this movie, I don't know, twenty times, you'd think I would have 
maybe put two I've, and two I've together. I've never thought about that until this viewing. Oh, okay. So, but there's there's all this great business with Jack Sparrow jumping on ships and stuff, and then he gets arrested after saving uh, Miss Swan. Yeah, and then he's in the cell. We get the the. Oh no! Before that, he fights with Will. Be he fights that. with Will in the blacksmith thing, and let's just say this: the sword work in this movie. I'm not a swordsman. I don't fence. I I, I don't know, but looks awesome to me. Uh huh. It's yes. very exciting. And I loved how they synced it up with the score. That's what Micah said. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, like. Okay, taking it back to, like, me being in high school, we got this piece of music in band one year as our, like, competition. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, it brings back some memories. Like, I like I could not play clarinet today to save my life, but it takes me back to being, like, oh, that was, like, the solo part. That was, you know, like, I was, like. <laughs> That's so cool. Band geek. <laughs> yeah. What Was it the ba-na-bum-bum, ba-na-bum-bum? So it was, it was like all the pieces of the score throughout the movie, like the oh, main, medley. The, yes, exactly. So it, oh, that's cool. I want to say it was like a 15 minute piece of music or something. Whoa. But it just kind of took you through. It was kind of like that beginning, like the, the theme of everything. And then it goes into the, um, you know, like the really big fight scene kind of themes as well. And then it ends again with the main theme. It was really fun. Cool. That's cool. I yeah. love that. It was no well, shame in the band <laughs> thing. I played clarinet too. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was a trumpet man. I was second chair. And I always tried to convince them to let me play guitar. And I oh. think in eighth grade, I finally did. That's well, so weird that they. You showed them in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you want to play a instrument. Yeah. So just give him the guitar. Yeah. Although it was kind of fun learning trumpet. Well, yeah, I'm sure That's, it was. Trumpet but, is an interesting one to play. I always wanted to play saxophone, but they told me I had too small hands. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was really sad about it. <laughs> I'm sure that I picked clarinet just because my friends did too, so oh, we could sit together. That makes sense. I, like, I didn't care what I played. Yeah, I didn't Veronica either. played flute. Oh, okay. I was, oh. He was pretty good, actually. I See, was, we always viewed the flutes as the goody two shoes up in the up in the bad Veronica, boy trumpet section. It, we were it like, is. it is, it a hundred percent is for sure. But I totally did band just to like get out of class and like get credit yeah. for it. <laughs> yep. One one time, did you wait? Where did you go to school? Okay, so I grew up in this tiny town east of Salem called Sublimity, and we didn't even have a high school, so I had to go to the next town over, so it was Staten High School. Oh, Yeah, okay. you've never heard of it. I don't think I knew that about you, actually. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a little podunk country girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, because I was wondering if you'd remember uh, Mrs. Heidi. Am I allowed to say Mrs. Heidi's name on this? Am I going to get in trouble? No. Uh, <laughs> no, so she was our band teacher, and... There was yeah, this... I didn't. I did, was not fond of Mrs. Heidi. <laughs> well, oh. she was a she is a nice lady, and she is a nice <laughs> lady. We love Mrs. Heidi. Um, but it was it was very funny because um, there there was a time. It was just out of a sitcom. It just is one of the highlights of my life, to be completely honest. Uh -huh. Where um, we got to band and we were really hating it, and we got there early. And this one guy who we actually talked about in our Jurassic World episode, but I'm going to keep oh, him yeah, nameless. Smart. <laughs> um, he changed the clocks forward about 40 minutes. Oh, and, okay. And then she showed up and we played, I want to say, maybe two songs. 
And then she she goes, oh, look at the time. That went by so fast. And she was totally dumbfounded. Just that went by so fast. She goes, um, okay, well, I guess I guess we're done. Oh and my we all gosh. packed up and, and people didn't say anything. That's and I was amazing. really scared that, that the flute players were going to say something, but oh, nobody said anything. That's surprising. <laughs> I that know. is surprising. Because thinking of some of the people who <laughs> could know. have been in band at that time, yeah. specifically that's surprising <laughs> well there was one girl in particular who we knew was not going to go along and then i think afterward i i said something like did you it, why didn't you tell her and she said oh i wanted to get out of class too <laughs> oh my gosh that's so, that's so funny. funny that's great yeah I swear, um, band classes are the best. Not to go on another tangent, but in middle school, <laughs> we love tangents. <laughs> in middle school, my band teacher, um, I'll leave her unna- unnamed as well, but she was kind of like a manic person, like hands always flailing all around the place. And so <laughs> she had like grabbed a piece of music really quickly and flung it up, you know, like she was going to like throw it over her shoulder. And she paper cut her eye. And we were all just sitting there like, you know, fifth graders or something. And we're like, what is happening? Was and she then, like freaking out? Yeah, she she immediately covered her eye and she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she runs over to the phone and is trying to dial 911, but she was dialing 911. <laughs> And we were like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And it was like, I still cannot believe that that happened. But she always had an injury. Like one Christmas, you know, we always had like a big Christmas show. She had broken her leg falling up her stairs and had her leg propped on like a chair and was conducting. And I'm like, this lady is psycho. That's insane. It that was is, that reminds me of a teacher that we had in high school who she is addicted to running and she broke her ankle and couldn't, you know, oh, wasn't in cast for like yeah. six weeks. And she yeah. was the worst person for six weeks because oh, she couldn't no. run. She mm-hmm. couldn't get that endorphin rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, this this series won our Patreon or not our Patreon, just our fan bracket out uh-huh. of sixteen other series. So oh, wow. I hope that you enjoy this look behind the curtain of the three of our lives. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to say about the sword fight, speaking of conducting. Oh, yeah, sword fighting. Um, that I love, just in any action sequence, but it's especially fun in these movies, how they use the environment they're in. Uh-huh. Uh, included in how they fight so when they fall on say that wagon and it launches uh-huh. them up into the rafters uh-huh. they're using the billowing of the blacksmith you know uh stove or yeah whatever that is called uh-huh. and um all of that stuff just makes it so exciting yeah and i think this movie does the thing that a lot of good fun uh pg-13 or pg action movies do it's it's the indiana jones effect i would say Uh where you you watch the movie as a kid and you go okay i would like to figure out a way to be a pirate right (laughs) in the same way that you watch indiana jones and you go cool i'm gonna be i'm gonna be an archaeologist and i'm gonna go on all these fun adventures and defeat the nazis sure (laughs) yeah Uh (laughs) and it's just a magic that that uh you know it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's great. Okay, so after this 
awesome sword fighting scene. We do scene. need to get through this movie today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then Jack Sparrow gets arrested. And once again, uh, the efforts of Will Turner are not noticed. They, they, it's all, they praise uh-huh. the blacksmith. Yes. Um, so he's living a very unremarkable life. <laughs> so um, Jack Sparrow was in jail. And that's when we see the, the recreation of the dog and the prisoners trying to get the keys moment. Yeah, love. Which we already talked about. Uh, I especially liked how they lit this scene. I don't know. Looked really cool. I feel like they used the shadows of the bars really well in this scene. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then, is so soon after this is when the Black Pearl shows up. Well, that night the Black Pearl shows up. Like a fog rolls in, like the fog by James or John Carpenter. And um, <laughs> it is pirates. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, so basically the town is raided. Yeah. By pirates. Because they're trying to find the medallion. I like how there's this trope throughout the whole movie where people get hit on the head and knocked out for long periods of time. (laughs) Yeah. Very uh, cartoony. Happens, what, uh, five times or something like that? Yeah. Like it's kind of an insane amount of times. Yeah. But But yeah, there's just a huge massacre going on right now. Kind of insane. Um, And Johnny, well, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) um jack sparrow sees the black pearl he recognizes the cannon fire and he sees it's his ship yeah um the he can't get out of his cell though so he's still stuck there um the pirates go to the swan manor and kidnap elizabeth that whole sequence is really cool Mm -hmm. yeah that guy getting shot by the cannonball Uh uh-huh very cool Uh uh-huh and um, then the the classic line that was quoted a lot from me and my siblings, "Hello, puppet." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that one. Uh, uh, one that Rebecca would say all the time would be, um, "I cannot acquiesce to your request." Okay. <laughs> Which makes sense, right? Yeah. You're looking at me like, "Oh, that sounds like Rebecca." No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we loved it, Rebecca, and I love it when you still say it. <laughs> no, and then, um, yeah, so so all so of that she, happens. She parlays with them. She parlays. I don't think we have to cover every minute of this movie. I know, but their but- pirate code is used, <laughs> and that's fun. And so it's she a take repeated it. theme. And it's, re- thank you, Sarah, it's a repeated <laughs> theme. You're right, and this is, you know, the fan pick, so we should be thorough. There but. are a lot of fun callbacks in this movie I never there thought, are. I never realized. Yeah. Parlay's one of them. The uh, pirate codes are more just, like, guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was repeated a lot that oh, I thought was Oh, the other line, my, both my sister and I would say a lot would be, um, take what you can, give nothing back. Classic. But yeah, that's a yeah. classic. Right, Rebecca? Didn't we say that a lot? Or am I just <laughs> making that up? You'll get a text random me. text and you won't know what she's referring to. <laughs> yeah, because we recorded it a month and a half prior. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they basically, they she parlays with them, makes this deal. They get the medallion. They take her. They let her go back. Obviously, that doesn't happen. They kidnap her, and you don't find out until much later because she told them she was a Turner. They think that she has Bootstrap Bill's offspring. Which they right. need her blood to break the Aztec curse. Yes. I never noticed how um, Aztec the gold looked Me until neither. this time around. Me neither. It's very cool looking. Yeah. That'd be a fun movie prop to have. Because they made, I think, hundreds of thousands of those coins. Right. Yeah. Or just in that area, they made hundreds uh-huh. of thousands of gold, but then they probably made the a ton of those. Well, they said there was 800 Aztec, and something. 882. Pieces. Or 883, maybe? And this was the 883rd? I don't know, Micah. Which makes me think <laughs> there should be 882 other prequels. 
There you go. Where they're they're receiving each <laughs> oh, one I piece. Get it. It's Make all it a show. the same movie, but just yeah. <laughs> yeah. recovering it over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't get old at all. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we're then, in a quarantine. We're desperate for content. I wish that's so true. It <laughs> It'd be a great Quibi show that could put them back on you the know map. What? Yeah. It wouldn't be bad. No. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Quibi win bankrupt? Oh yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Quibi is is 2020 in a nutshell. It oh, is the, for sure. the allegory of 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but um then Will Turner needs Jack's help because the British aren't going to go follow that ship and whatnot. So he breaks him out and they make an agreement and then in this next scene this is where I learned that you could put, say, a bucket over your head and go underwater and breathe. Oh, uh-huh. because they grab the canoe, and mm-hmm. when I saw it in theaters, I thought that does not make any sense. I don't get that. Yeah, but you know, of course, it traps an air bubble. Yeah, uh-huh. of course, you would have to be probably stronger than Dave Batista to be able to hold a canoe that totally. far underwater. Totally. You but, think so? Oh yeah. Have you ever tried to hold just a bucket underwater? I guess not. It shoots you to the top of the... Oh, okay. It's yeah. crazy. Totally. Okay. Um, but a wooden canoe that's really heavy. But I mean... <laughs> I just thought that like once you get it down there... It's it's, it's movie like magic, pounds. you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun. But yeah, because it just wants to go to the top. So yeah. it just that sends makes sense. it there. But uh-huh. they sneak onto that... Um, I think it's the Interceptor. Uh-huh. Well, and, it doesn't matter. But yeah. And then they have this great sequence where they take the Interceptor out and then the other boat comes out. Mm-hmm. And they're chasing each other, and there's this whole, you know, Jack Davenport says this whole thing of that's got to be the worst pirate I've ever seen. And then his right-hand Part, yeah. man says, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, and it's such a clever trick, too, because they stole a boat that is way too big for two people to commandeer. A hundred percent. But they got the smaller boat. Yeah, because then right. they swing over to the other one. Yeah. Right. And there's there's the great shot. It's the best shot in, in the whole franchise where Jack Sparrow looks over his shoulder with the gun uh-huh. and oh, yes. he smiles. Uh-huh. Yes. Iconic. Come yeah, on. Yeah, totally. That's, that is unbelievable Uh yeah and then you have what what is insane to me watching the behind the scenes of course studios are used and some special effects but we're talking 2003 they have those boats out on the water and they're filming that's Mm -hmm. awesome so gore verbinski was talking about how it it makes it difficult because you do have to send the boats out there Uh uh-huh and then you have to start filming and then say you need a break for lunch or give someone a sandwich. Then you uh-huh. have to kind of stop and let this other boat come up and get people on. And then, you know, here's yeah. your food and then get back off. And <laughs> so it's it's That's pretty a logistical nightmare. Well, yeah. it's it's the it's that thing where, you know, you don't want to work with animals or kids. Uh-huh. You also don't want to be working in the water because everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, I'm right. sure. However, so. that being said, uh, I know that when they're like doing interior of the boats, that's not in the water, obviously. Yeah. But he does such a good job at conveying that they are on the water because the everything that can swing yes. in momentum with the waves is swinging. Or like yeah. when Elizabeth is at the eating with uh-huh. Jeffrey Rush uh, or Barbosa, like the mood, the food is shifting on the table. Yes. It well, looks so cool. And there are. I- I did see some shots where they do have the boat out on the water and there's part of the, the boat missing so you can see inside the boat. No 
freaking so, way. So I'm sure that's that cool. say that dinner scene that's that's a set. There's oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. But you know, probably for some of the the stuff, maybe the canon work and stuff like oh, that. You yeah. know, I would uh-huh. imagine that that might be something that they would do. Huh. Cool. I know it's it's just a crazy production. I mean, it's also crazy that. I mean, even though Gore Verbinski had directed three movies, I mean, to keep your head on straight with a production this big. I know. I know. And this complicated. I don't know how they could have spent less money than they did for this movie. Oh, 100%. No. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, they could have spent a little extra and hired us as little kids <laughs> to hang out on set. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved it. Chris was a pirate. Um, so we find out Will's dad is a pirate. Then we go to Tortuga. Mm-hmm. which is basically they need to get a crew yes yeah they're putting together a team mm-hmm. <laughs> um and this is basically the the debauchery center in pirates of the caribbean the ride mm-hmm. i loved it they recreate i even noticed there were a couple of people that mm-hmm. um moved in such a way that it kind of looked like they were on hinges yeah really? like that yeah yeah like the guy in the well was kind of moving in such a way that oh. looked very much like it was the ride. Uh-huh. It was just a real person. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I thought all of that was really fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a crazy set, but yeah. probably super easy to make. Yep. Um all that's great. Um They they meet up with Gibbs, who they get to yes. he gets the crew together for them. They kind of hatch out the plan. They need to locate the black pearl. Then they do it. Like the, I guess we meet i remember as a kid i loved the the scene where he's talking to the crew and cotton the guy that doesn't have a tongue uh-huh. was like so funny to me yes yeah. i read well, too and this is some of the best pi- the parrot acting i've ever seen uh-huh. yes and the parrot i read that it was like two parrots and they were named chip and salsa <laughs> what <laughs> i love that yeah so cute oh that's well, and, you know, we're macaws, so to see a macaw in a movie go. is always a treat. <laughs> sure. Yes. Family. And that's when we saw Zoe Saldana and we mm-hmm. shocked, bolted and looked at each other because uh-huh. <laughs> this had to have been the first movie we saw her in, didn't uh-huh. even realize. Because basically after At World's End, no, The World's End, the third movie, I pretty much have not watched Pirates of the Caribbean ever again because mm-hmm. I hated it that much. <laughs> and so it's been you know, 15 years basically since I've seen this movie mm-hmm. and eh, maybe less like 12. Okay. Um, and so it was so shocking to see her in such a delight. Yeah. And she's got a, it's a small performance, but it's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love, I have yet to see her do something. I didn't love Same. Mm-hmm. how she did. Mm-hmm. I mean, she carries avatar in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I recently rewatched avatar. Yeah, Sarah, so. I have it. not seen avatar since it came out. Cause I hated it that much. <laughs> I was very anti that movie, uh-huh. uh, and then I've been getting into James Cameron more. Oh, okay, and it's, Micah's soon it's a great probably going to be in love with Titanic. Oh my, it's gosh. a great movie. If you guys cover Titanic, I am so down. I have so many things to say about Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, unfortunately, it's not a trilogy. Well, it basically is. It feels it's like three one hours that long. long. You could cover an hour at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no. but i am planning to rewatch it and i'm prepared to love it i'm prepared to fall in love with with kate winslet and leonardo dicaprio jack and rose you do that but i'm avatar rules anyway uh (laughs) so we find out 
I, I love this um, nautical folklore stuff about, or maybe it's not folklore, but the idea that when the pirates maroon someone, they give them one shot uh-huh. yes. so that they can kill themselves. Uh-huh. Right. And you find out that Jack Sparrow was marooned, marooned and he got back. And I love that they, they talk about how he, he roped up a bunch of sea turtles uh-huh. and <laughs> came into town. But like he's a folklore in itself. Yeah, yeah, yes. and I, I all of that is cool. Um, you know, he has the compass that doesn't point north, but it takes him to the Black Pearl. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is just slam dunk, slam dunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Slam dunk. Uh, to so, to name another sport, field goal, field goal, <laughs> fifteen love. Anyway, twenty love. So you know, <laughs> after they get the crew, that's when um we go back to Elizabeth, or it's around this time, and she discovers what the pirates really are. One of the great scenes in the movie. Yeah. Hit it. That they're all skeletons. The whole sequence is just insane uh-huh. of the camera just zooming in throughout the ship. She's screaming the whole time. Yeah. It looks so cool. And then it, it, it's basically she goes to one end of the ship and then she comes back and she's in front of Barbosa and he's all a skeleton too. And he drinks the, the wine and it's going through him. Such a cool shot. That was And that oh, was yeah. such a cool callback to the ride too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, is there a pirate that does that? Yeah. He's drinking and it's Mm -hmm. going through. You can like see it going through him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's way cool. Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And he says that really awesome line about ghosts that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're (laughs) in one. (laughs) (laughs) And the the monkey looked really freaking good. Yeah. I love that. As the skeleton. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. What do you think of um, how the visual effects held up, Sarah? I thought they were good. I thought they weren't great, but like, yeah. as with anything, like we're going to look back on movies coming out this year in 15 years and be like, ah, oh, it was a little cheesy, but I think right. like, like those people are so talented. Like, I don't know how they do what they do. And no, I thought it was yeah. great. And really you're so deep into the story that you don't even really pay attention to like the tiny details of this or that. So nope. Yeah. I was I- into it. I felt like already it's kind of in that realm that some older movies with special effects are where you where it almost feels like they stylized it to not be as realistic, even though I know they didn't. Uh-huh. Totally. But you, you know, when you watch, you know, the first Star Wars or something like that, if you can get your hands on the original version of it, not uh-huh. the special edition, uh-huh. and you go, yeah, these effects are cool. And, totally. and even though they don't look realistic all the time, these yeah. are... They have their own vibe. And that's how I felt about these. They had their vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading in the like trivia that um, Industrial Light and Magic, who did the CGI for this, they scanned in turkey jerky to like create the effect of the decomposing skin, (laughs) which I thought was so nasty, but so intriguing at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) We watched like on Disney Plus, they had a little behind the scenes thing about that the cgi yeah we watched it and that was really cool to see they broke down the scene we're talking about yeah and and like how they shot it with no people they shot it with all the actors in makeup and costume Uh and then showing them on the computer layering each pirate i guess Uh like you just first have a clean skeleton that has nothing on it and it's cgi and then you start I guess putting in the clothes and of course when you're looking at it it looks really bad at first it's all one color right. and then suddenly all of the clothes are like bright red or bright blue uh-huh. and then it always feels like the next jump is that it's there like <laughs> yeah. it's real it's wild it's so cool it, it, it is 
I think they also have to their advantage that the scenes are lit so uh, well, and uh-huh. s- right. and they have such a specific lighting from the moon. Uh huh. So it actually it, yeah helps. In it that makes way. it easier to yeah. set up a shot rather than if you had a shot where a skeleton's standing out in the middle of the day. Right. You yes. know where you have to light them from all these different angles and mm-hmm. and you can't obscure anything. Totally. Yeah. So this scene's great. Mm-hmm. Um. And then let's see. They go to the little cove. Yeah. They cut Elizabeth and she does not break the curse. Nope. I love when they they ask if it's been broken. Uh-huh. And then Barboso just shoots the guy. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and he's he goes, like, he shot me. Oh, I'm not dead. He's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> the mixed emotions of that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Jack Sparrow and Orlando Bloom, Will Turner, they all get Elizabeth out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jack gets captured by the pirates, though, right? Yes. Yeah, because then he's in the cell, and then there's the big boat fight. Because right before that, Jack was telling Will that uh, pirate code is, you just leave people behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't wait for everyone. And so that's when Will's like, well, no one's really a hero then if you're a pirate, huh? And that's what Will has to do with Jack, pirate code. He just yeah. left uh-huh. him. Um. Yeah, so then there's the big boat fighting scene, which I, man, I don't remember it being that crazy. Mm-hmm. It's breathtaking. Uh-huh. It, it is insane how good it is. Uh-huh. I mean, all of the action in this movie is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I, it, yeah. It, it's just cool. It's great when you watch a movie that, because even, even though I dis- disliked the third movie, I always knew this was a great movie. Uh-huh. But, you know, every time you go, Maybe this time I'm not going to see it that way. Uh-huh. And to just watch this and just go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And um, also the movie has a very dense plot, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it ever slows down. I We paused the movie at 50 minutes, a little mm-hmm. bathroom break, and <laughs> pop some popcorn. Uh-huh. And I thought for sure when I paused it, it was going to say, you know, 25 minutes or 30 minutes. And it said 50. Uh-huh. And I thought, this movie is flying. And yeah. I, I've been here for an hour, and I thought I'd been here for a half hour. That's uh-huh. crazy. Yeah. Yep. It did not feel like a movie that's two hours and 24 minutes. Uh-huh. Not by a long shot. Right. Um, Absolutely. What is going on with you? I My my earbuds are falling out, and my ears are stinging. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm no. sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, um, yeah, I really like in this movie too, where every like you said earlier that every character is so likable and fun. Yeah. Um, but at the core of it, it is easy to like know good guy, bad guy stuff. Yeah. Like that stuff remains simple because it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times in movies too. It's like these guys are cursed and they're trying. All they want is to be alive again. That's like their core, like purpose and a lot of the times in a movie even if someone's supposed to be bad it's like oh i understand you and i feel for you and i want you to get what you have Mm -hmm. but they make it really clear that they did a really bad thing and they deserve to be cursed right i i just like how that remained a thing throughout Uh the movie and it never really like made you switch your who you were voting for or voting for (laughs) 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 just got off of an election but who you were fighting for yeah totally (laughs) Who would, who would, yeah, this is a good question. Of the, of the cast of this movie, not the cast, but the characters, who would you vote for in 2024? Could we just have two candidates? Well, if we can narrow it down, sure. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Miss Swan, personally. 
I sure. I think I think Johnny Depp's. A, I mean, uh, Jack Sparrow's a little too over the top, um, to run the country. And uh-huh. I think that um, Nor- Nor- Norbit or Nor Norrington Norrington Norbit. <laughs> <laughs> he seems he seems like he doesn't have his stuff together. I don't oh. think. Okay. So I'm I'm voting for Miss Swan. Yes. What I do you think? That. Yeah. She's a little edgy. Sense. It's a progressive yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah, totally. He was a natural leader. Mm-hmm. And then Will Turner would be, you know, the first the first um man. Is it first lady and first man? Or is it called something else? First, I think it is first husband. First, it's gotta first be. gentleman? It's gotta be first gentleman, right? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Time I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, because like the opposite of lady is gentleman. So it's gotta be gentleman. True. The first gentleman. Hmm. That makes sense. Let's make it happen. Let's uh, not with, I mean, maybe not with her because she's a fictional character. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think she has citizenship in the U.S., frankly. No, I don't um, think so. But, uh, you know, I want to find out if there would be, if it would be called First Gentleman. And let's get that started for 2024. Okay. Mm-hmm. On it. Do it. <laughs> um, okay. So then we have the maroon scene. Miss mm-hmm. Turner. Well, Miss Miss Swan, excuse me. I got confused because she changes her name mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, and Jack Sparrow get marooned, uh-huh. and that's the you the know iconic scene. rum. Mm-hmm. And I think from here on out, you know, <laughs> Jack Sparrow's always got to know where that rum went. Yeah, you know, <laughs> where's the rum? What have you done with the rum? Rum, rum, rum. He loves it. He loves it. We and- also he is the legendariness of him is completely dispelled in right. this yes. scene. I love yes. that. Yeah, because yeah. this is like a, a pit stop for a rum company. Uh-huh. Right. And so he just hitched a ride with them, mm-hmm. but they're yes. they're not there anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she lights the whole island on fire with mm-hmm. the rum mm-hmm. while he's sleeping. I love and the way then, she tricked him. That was so smart. I know. Yeah. yeah that's great. So smart. Um, and then I wrote skeleton on water. That's not the the most helpful. Well... <laughs> I mean, she's back with her dad and Norrington, <laughs> and Will is with, on the Black Pearl with the crew. And they're headed back to the cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, little Goonies area. That's because that's they know that uh, Will is a Turner now. Mm-hmm. I think in all of that mumbo-jumbo, yeah, yeah. they figured that out. Um, and this time, they were like, he's only half-blood. We're going to kill him. Like, we're going to spill all of his blood this time instead yeah. of just cutting his hand. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, so Elizabeth has to persuade her dad in Norrington to go after him because they're of the of the mind of, like, pirates are involved at, at all? No. Mm-hmm. So, but she is, you know, trying to convince him that this, this pirate, like Jack, helped mm-hmm. her, saved her, like he did in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's at least that trustworthy. Yeah. Right. So they go back, and they trust Jack a little bit enough to kind of go with a little bit of a plan that he has. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I remember what I was talking about. The skeletons walking under the water, and they turn into skeletons. Oh, uh-huh. I Jack- would definitely go to the bottom of pools and pretend. For oh, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that seems really cool. It is cool. Also very well lit with the uh-huh. moon again. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the big bat. They're fighting all the British people on the ship, the uh-huh. skeletons and stuff. All of that's fun. We love it. We love that business. There's the sword fight between Barbosa and Jack. That was, was crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, even with uh, Will fighting the other guys too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the pockets of the moonlight coming into the cave. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. 
Yeah. That must and, have and, been and so And Jack hard. stole a piece of gold. Uh-huh. So then he becomes a skeleton. Right. And I love the reveal. Yeah. Um, and I love and him the, as a skeleton, too. Like, it's still yes. all the pieces of Jack, but as a yeah. skeleton. Like, you know, the gold tooth. and It, it was so good. Yeah, it looked yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And so as they're, you know, fighting, they're turning into skeletons as they hit the pocket. Then uh-huh. they'll be normal. I mean, must have been a nightmare for ILM, but <laughs> good on you. You did a great job. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, you know, they succeed. Will Turner is able to put his blood in there and they kill Barbosa. Mm-hmm. And he says, I feel cold. Mm-hmm. I said old. No, cold. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I... I love that because earlier in the movie, he just wants to feel. Yeah. And you kind of, in that moment, I mean, Jeffrey Rush being a fantastic actor, you really, go, you're there with him and you uh-huh. go, oh right. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at the same time, he got what he wanted, where he feels again, even yeah. though he's going to die. Yeah. But he he I dropped love that. the apple though. He didn't get his moment. He did not. He <laughs> couldn't take at least one bite. And I know. Yeah. So it. Br- can you break down the apple for me, Sarah? Because I, I kept on forgetting what his intent was with that apple. He was just, he, you know, at the beginning when he talked about wanting to feel and he's like, I want to taste. And like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's just always carrying around this apple for like the moment when he gets (laughs) his chance to eat it again. And I Uh just thought it was so, I thought it was interesting that it's like also a Disney thing. I don't know if that's intentional, but just the apple imagery. Oh, I never thought about that. Um, but I just think it's so funny that he's constantly carrying around this apple and then it's kind of like he dies in the end without getting that like sweet vengeance, you know? That's true. That's true. Cause he did, he told yeah. Elizabeth that all he wants and he, cause he, he's had women, he's had gold, mm-hmm. he's had everything, mm-hmm. but obviously none of that can sustain him and satisfy him anymore. And right. all he wants now, the first thing he's going to do is eat a whole bushel of apples. That's yes. what he tells her. Oh, yes. he says that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember him saying that. It's in that yeah. scene when they're at. When she's eating. Okay. And that's cool. Yeah, because Jack eats apples and Uh he's kind of upset at him while he's eating. Right. Yeah, because he can enjoy it. Yeah. And I think the whole, the apple represents, that's an interesting thing that you brought up about it being like a Disney nod because I Uh totally think it is. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Uh But I think it is such a pure thing to enjoy. Yeah. Well, and that, sorry, like I'm talking about this apple too much, but. um, (laughs) No, I love the apple. Going back to that scene where. Elizabeth's eating like in the ship when she's first captured like uh-huh. they show a picture of the apple and then that's when she's like oh the food's poisoned isn't it and I thought that was like yep. a cute little wink you know I didn't think about that either yeah, yeah. wow I, I'm deep into Disney guys <laughs> that's good well and is, is there a possibility that there might be some sort of like Adam and Eve reference too? like the when he oh. becomes human again he wants to eat fruit like That's an apple. Also yeah. interesting. I'm sure it goes way deeper. Like these people think of everything, I swear. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. cool. cool. Um so anyway, they succeed. Uh-huh. Then Jack Sparrow's gonna get hung. Yeah. And this whole sequence, I just love the confidence of this movie. It's the first movie. They don't know if it's gonna be good. They have all these cards stacked against them. And then they just do a sequence and they are just dunking. Mm-hmm. On everything they do, where where they break um, him out of the hanging, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun, and it, it's it is so confident mm-hmm. to go yeah. in like that. I mean, that's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I love that Will shows up like full pirate. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like he's got a hat. He's like ready to do the damn thing. You know? Oh yeah, he's <laughs> so <in>. fun. 
But uh, yeah. yeah. So Jack makes it out with the Black Pearl. The crew and the Black Pearl come back to save him. So he leaves. Yes. And, um, and he says, what about the pirate code? And then the guy goes, they're more like guidelines. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. It just came um, to me. And then Elizabeth confesses her love for Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they share a very good movie kiss. A very good Hollywood kiss. Yes. Yeah, because the camera pans out. It's perfectly... I mean, the framed, shot's perfectly yeah. framed, and it's a good movie kiss. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love we how, love a good movie kiss. Right? I love how they started with, you know, like, Elizabeth falling into the ocean and then ended with Jack, like, jumping uh-huh. into. I thought that was a cute little, like, storybook moment. I, I agree, and I... I like that his parting word to Elizabeth is, it never, it never would have worked out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was always kind of here for like an Elizabeth Jack Sparrow. I think I was thing. too. Cause when yeah. they were like on that Island together, it's like, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, and and like, you know, there's gotta be some fan fiction out there. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Yeah. It was great. And it's all written by Sarah. It's <laughs> 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 my secret life. You guys, I just sit and write fan fiction for pirates all day. <laughs> I have. Have you ever written fan fiction? I haven't. I'm not. Okay. Really, like a fiction writer. I'm not really a writer to begin with, but I was never. I don't have that like creative gene for like fiction writing. I don't think. I th- I think you would be the one person I know that I'd go. I could see. I could see that maybe you had a profile on some site and would write <laughs> romantic stories or something like that, or I even think- just. Some sort of action story or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just like kind of create those scenes with like playlists, you know, like my Spotify playlist, I think, tell a story. Ah, cool. (laughs) That's my medium. So maybe I'll make a a Pirates, uh, you know, Elizabeth Jack playlist for you. Yes. (laughs) If you do, just get it to us before December 25th so we can uh, send our audience that way. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Um. Yeah. This. I think the movie's great. Yes. I think we're off to a great start. Completely holds mm-hmm. up. Yeah. What? It's a perfect movie. So Whoa. Good. I think it is. <laughs> perfect. That's a big word. It's really good in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Well. Um. We'll be breaking this down as we go. But Sarah, can you tell me about your feelings on the series as a whole, mm-hmm. and then give me your ranking? Oh my gosh, that's a tough question. My feelings on this series as a whole, I get the warm and fuzzies every time I think about it. Um, I definitely think this is the best movie in the series. Mm -hmm. Um, But all in all, like, I love Jack Sparrow as a character. I'm the same with Johnny Depp. Like, if he kept making more, I would still watch them. Like, I probably wouldn't love everything that he did, but I I love that character. I think it's so well done. I'd say as far as series goes, I would give it maybe like eight out of ten. Like it's one wow. of my okay. It's one of my favorite series, but I tend to be like a standalone movie kind of girl. Okay, but I love. Wait, what this do you series. mean by that? A standalone like, movie, like, not a franchise. Yeah, not a franchise. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't put this movie in my top favorite movies, but like this and Harry Potter are my favorite franchises for sure. Uh huh. Yes. And, uh, and well, you should say listeners, and I wish I was recording before, but, um, our podcast actually saved two lives. I know you guys totally saved me and my husband, Chris's lives. We were on a long trip from San Francisco the other night and just wanted to like re-listen and catch up on some, uh, Macaud podcast universe 
podcast and you kept it going for us. It was great. And you you didn't fall asleep. I and, didn't uh, fall asleep. I wasn't even close to falling asleep because you guys are so entertaining. Wow. And that's what we love to hear. And yeah. uh, <laughs> having said that, I mean, go on to Apple, give us five stars and and talk about something. It doesn't have to even be anything important, <laughs> but it, it is fun if it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you want her to rank the movies? Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot. And and plug anything. It, the time is yours, Sarah. Okay, cool. Well, at the current moment, I'm trying to relax and join the hall and enjoy the holidays. But if you want to catch up with what I'm doing in my daily life, I'm on Instagram, Sarah Faith Photography. That's Sarah without an H. And I just post a bunch of stuff up there. I'm having a good time. I've got presets available if you like to add filters to your photos. And other than that, you guys need to po- like plug yourselves more. Micah, you've got Christmas stuff coming out. Jordan's got amazing art. I buy it all the time. I'm going to have to make you <laughs> have to make some more because I'm obsessed. <laughs> By the way, everyone loves those uh, drawings you did that are hanging in my living room. They're oh, amazing. Oh, good. Those are so fun to do. They're so cute. I the love Jack Sparrow them. one was probably my favorite, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh you did gosh. one. I need to send like a picture of it on my wall so you guys can add it to the, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have an Instagram for this podcast? We just use our personals. Oh, okay. Well, that works, too. I mean, we have yeah. a Twitter. We oh, do have a Twitter, yeah. There you go. Um. Okay, hit us with your ranking, and we'll close out the ep. My ranking of what? <laughs> of of pirates. This like movie? all of the movies. Well, like every movie in the franchise, like least to to best. Mm. That's so hard. <laughs> I feel like honestly, for me, it goes like down as the movies get made. If that, makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah no, does. that totally I makes sense. I feel like uh, they were super exciting and super fun to watch, but I feel like it was kind of like that fatigue where it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready for something new. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty solid in, in my thinking. Cool. Yeah, I think that okay. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, and and folks, the final word, go to patreon.com slash Micah McCaw, sign up and watch the full, have yourself a 5-4 little Christmas, and listen to our episode on the Gremlins this month. Go do that. Oh, that's fun. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.